Now, uh, Steven Spielberg's latest film, Ready Player One, came out about March 29, something around there, a month or so ago here, I think. Um, I've always had a lot to say about Steven Spielberg. I've, I've basic, my basic line is there's no more naturally talented film director who's ruined more films for me than Steven Spielberg. And it's always in the same way, which is that he makes um, he's very morally absolute, he's very black and white, he doesn't allow the audience to have any intelligence. He presents things too blatantly, obviously. He makes things too noble and too cloying and too saccharine often. And that didn't seem to apply to his movies very much in the early years. Jaws, Close Encounters, Raiders of the Lost Ark were all... F- they're all fine. They're fat-free. There's nothing at all wrong with those films. It sort of crept in, and I think it started creeping in. Funnily enough, not with Shinzo's List, which was actually almost perfect apart from that last scene with Liam Neeson where he wanders around saying, I could have saved this man or this man. And that, to me, was the only sequence in the whole film where I felt that Spielberg presence where he just over-egged it. Uh, he just had to go for the money shot. Um, and since then, Saving Private Ryan, I really don't like at all. I don't think it's even a good film. Um, once they get off the Yamaha beach and so on, it's just become so noble and so morally absolute and yeah it just i i didn't like that film um and since then it seems to have been infecting almost everything he does like the post i thought was one of his worst films that came out last year about the washington post dealing with um, richard nixon during the watergate scandal and it was like he was holding up these big banners saying this bit's about trump yeah, I know it is. It's it's really blatantly obvious as well. Um, and I thought that was a pretty dire film all up, in every regard, actually. I didn't really like any element of it at all. And he's, he's often focused on highbrow movies a lot um, and moved away so much from the fun side of movies that he used to do, a la Indiana Jones. But he's come back with Ready Player One, Uh, which is based on a book by Ernest Cline. Now, this is a novel itself that would have troubled me a little bit. Excuse me. The novel itself is based on a kid that lives in a dystopian future, sort of like a Blade Runner future, where everyone is playing virtual reality computer games. And basically, you live your life like modern society has fallen apart. Actually, this is the story of the film as well. Um, modern society is just a big junkyard and people have ho- horrible quality of life. So they live their whole lives vicariously online in these games where they you know, pick up coins and get body armor and fight battles and race and stuff like that. And they're more invested into the whole notion of being in a video game than they are in the real world and this one features Ty Sheridan an actor that I've had a lot of time for uh, from his other movies most notably he was the kid from Tree of Life from Terence Malick but I thought he was excellent in Mud a film I didn't like by Jeff Nichols and really good in a film a brilliant film that was everything that Mud the hugely acclaimed Mud wasn't which is called Joe and uh, starred Nicolas Cage in the best performance he's done in the last 10 years. Well worth watching, a really gritty, working-class, American outback drama. It's a fantastic movie. And he's been great in just about everything. Here he stars as the main character, um, and everyone here has got basically a character in the real world, 
and a character in the game. So they're both sort of known by these two different identities. And there's um, the whole world that's been constructed online has been dis- uh, constructed by uh, a character played by the wonderful Mike Rylance um, called James Halliday. And he's like, it's basically him and his buddy, and they're the Steve Jobs, uh, Dave Wozniak combo, where one of them has bowed out and gone off and left the other one to run the entire endeavor. And this James Halliday is a very sort of. Uh, esoteric man he's a uh, terrible social skills has f- appalling relationships with other human beings but a genius who's created this entire universe that all of planet earth seems to play and he put inside this a number of keys that you have to find and if you do you can take control of this company which is i guess based on an amalgam of microsoft and apple becoming the country of the world basically the the most powerful entity on earth and obviously the character played by Ty Sheridan sets off and accumulates quite easily a band of brothers like his mates and a couple of people he meets online to try and find these keys that for decades no one's ever been out to find anything. Um, and they quickly do. They quickly do by thinking outside of the box. They come across the first key and the first clues and suddenly become pretty much globally famous because everyone knows what's going on and everyone's been looking for these keys. Um, and along the way, Ben Mendelssohn, the always wonderful Ben Mendelssohn, plays the guy that's trying to that actually works for the company, and he he is co- trying to take the whole thing over. I'm not sure if he actually worked for the company, but he's a corporate entity, and they want control of the com- of the entire company. So instead of playing by the rules and playing fair, they're actually utilizing all of their resources to put up hundreds of gamers and pull all their resources together and they become the protagonist against the goodies in this film um, and that's pretty much the, the the general gist of the the plot so they they progress in the real world and online but mainly online fighting these battles finding these keys finding solutions to the to the cryptic clues left behind by mark rylance's character did i like it no i didn't i didn't uh, i didn't think it was appalling um I think one of the main ironies here is that a lot of the criticisms I could level against The Post, which is a very serious real-world film, I could label against this as well, um, in, and in different ways. One of the big problems I have with this film is it's posited as a commentary on modern society and so on. But the idea of everyone living virtual reality lives online is really quite old-fashioned now. It, fit, it The book was set in the 1980s, and it does feel like these are ideas that might have been exciting and new back then. I mean, we have films in the 90s that were entirely based with people living you know, vicariously online. It's not a new concept. And even, even reading the premise of the book, I was thinking, it, it sounds like a really old guy who's coming to terms with the computer world. Um, I'm not sure why it caught on so much. Um, so that side of it, it doesn't feel new. And he updates it with, you know, modern cultural references to, to smartphones or whatever else. Um, but they don't they just make it feel even older. So there's this this is there's a quaintness to the whole premise and the way it feels. Um, other areas where it where it's problematic is the characters apart from a few of the cast are totally one-dimensional. 
there's absolutely nothing to them. And I thought that was quite well exemplified by the fact that the two main characters, Ty Sheridan and Oliver Cook, they play characters that their avatars are supposed to be the good-looking, charismatic, confident versions of themselves, but they're not even that different to who they are. One film that I thought wiped the floor with this on being both modern and relevant and, and contemporaneous to our society and its involvement in technology and did the Avatar thing so much better was Jumanji 2. There you had the characters in the real world were vastly different to the Avatars. In fact, often in opposition to the Avatars they had in the game itself, which provoked a lot of interest. Here, they're, they're not really that different. The characters in the real world... Both of them could probably get work as models, but they're supposed to be the feeble, downtrodden person, whereas the character online isn't actually that far away from who they are. And other than... Um, I thought two people in it were excellent. Ben Mendelsohn superb. His character's well-drawn. There's a lot of meat to that character. Um, he's not just a bog-standard uh, villain at all. He's got a lot more going on. And Mark Rylance, who's been brilliant in quite a few films... He won an Oscar for another Spielberg film, which I didn't like, the one about Checkpoint Charlie a few years ago, which I didn't like at all. Well, he's a great actor, and he, he does really good as James Halliday. He's very convincing, and so on. Ty Sheridan's fine in the lead role, but there's just no meat to the character at all. And everyone else is just in the background. There's just no point to them. They're literally, you know them as well in the first paragraph, you meet them as you do at the end. Um, other areas, I thought um, the visuals were very good. Um, I thought the concept of the games, again, it's like you're paying Mario, Super Mario Brothers from 1989 on a, on a SNES. It's not like picking up coins. It's like, I think we've moved on a little bit from this kind of thing. Um, but a lot of the visuals are very well done. I didn't think the, rela uh, the realisation of the real world was that interesting, just like a, a Blade Runner-y sort of rubbish dump world been there done that a lot of times um the the interesting elements of the story like such as the um personal relationships with um the steve jobs character with um, a woman that he loved and so on and how they split up are the most interesting parts of it um other than that it is as straightforward as a fairly low rent computer game looks dazzling um not really a great deal to recommend it. The last third of it is also quite torturously boring. Um, it's got some interesting setup, but once you get to the halfway stage, you know everything that you're going to know. Um, you know how everything's going to pan out as well. And it just goes on and on for the last third. Um, so it's not very interesting on that level. And I don't, I think it's, you know, you compare it to Raiders Lost Ark, it's like two completely different film directors. The quality just isn't here. There's nothing really memorable that happens. That said, it isn't a bad film. It's not a bad film. It's It's got enough entertainment. It's got enough visual splendor. Um, the characters, for the brief moments you mem actually remember them, and this is the kind of film that once it's finished, you just consign to the memory dump, for one of a, a less accurate term. Um it's, it's passable entertainment, but it, it doesn't grab you on any level as being special. And it's kind of like old people looking at the world today and coming up with a version of technology that is already pretty old-fashioned. I thought Jumanji in the way that they used social media and the way that they used you know, selfies and smartphones and 
and the world that we live in now was really clever and it made a lot of sense but here it feels like a film from a bygone era and then I struggle what is the point of it is it supposed to reflect society now because it doesn't is it supposed to reflect technology now it doesn't is it a nostalgia trip to the 80s and the other thing is the whole gaming culture in it is is a little bit on the nose it is very sort of boy centric it's a boy's world sort of thing and I don't know I did I did find that a little bit uncomfortable it's certainly not a woke 2018 you know very sort of progressive look at the world it's a very sort of late 1980s boys world look which is a lot of the gaming industry's biggest complaints is that it's it's sort of centered around this notion of man boys playing computer games and that's kind of the vibe i got so anyway i'm going to give uh, ready player one a six out of ten it's worth a once through but you'll certainly not remember it